Are you ready to connect with loved ones passed over? Welcome to the Dead People's Society podcast with your host, the internationally acclaimed medium, Suzanne Northrup, who has been chatting with dead people for over 30 years, written four best-selling books, and helped thousands of people worldwide connect with loved ones on the other side. During these compelling episodes, Suzanne will answer questions directly from her Ask Suzanne column, host special guests, including some dead people, and most of all, bring you closer into the world of spirit. It's like having a direct line to the other side. What will spirit tell us today? Let's find out. Hi guys, and welcome to February, the month of love. And interesting enough, it's number two. And if you can remember uh, what I was talking about just recently of, of going into a, a 2021, but each month is you know connected to a number. So obviously January is a one, so February is a two. So and two is actually the ones about connections and relationships and, and all those and that level of number two. Uh, what I think is interesting is that's when we have Valentine's Day. Uh, so everybody knows Valentine's Day is February 14th. And it's a, it's a time when, you know, lovers express their affection with greetings and gifts. I mean, all basically connected to what we call St. Valentine's or St. Valentine's Day. And it was a festival where, where, you know, we celebrated the spring and fertility and the rights of, you know, pairing off between couples. And so that's why that became like a very huge, huge holiday. Uh, it, all, it also talks about, it, believe it or not, it's reflected in the Bible. I think it's under John, if I remember correctly, but it's all about love one another and that love comes from God and all the love is born of God, knows God, and it all connects us interconnectedly together. So that certainly exemplifies Valentine's Day. And, and as you well know, many of you that, have, that grew up, you know, uh, you gave Valentine's Day to your teachers, to your parents. Um, to your siblings or friends, and you used to write those little cards, and it was kind of like a, a very cute thing. And I, I don't know, but I would assume that that Valentine's Day still sort of like goes on. Um, it is not a pagan celebration, contrary to what my people say, because it really was based in Christianity, and uh, and it was all connected, of course, to the churches. And, and Saint Valentine's was literally a, a saint. Um, so it, it is a considered to be still a religious day in the Bible. The Bible basically talks about it that, um, again, it's all about this connection of love and God. And, and, and there are a whole lot of Bible verses, by the way, that are about Valentine's Day that you can obviously go in online and check all these things out. But, um, you know, like I said, the, the big one, I think, is, 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 is John. And it's about, you know, love one another for love comes from God. And everyone loves have been born of God and knows of God and whatever does not love does not know God because God is love, which I think is actually quite wonderful because I, I talk about that an awful lot when in, in relationship obviously to what I do because it's it's basically that's kind of the bottom line of what I do connecting with with loved ones of people is is really about it's about that connection about love and, and the importance of that. So uh, if you uh, are, are listening to this, you know that we are in literally officially in um, the, the podcast of February. And like I said, I'd be remiss if I did not mention uh, anything about St. Valentine's Day. What I also sort of chose to do this month of February, because it, again, it was connected to love, um, 
was that I chose to do my, my webinar on uh, animal communications. So th that's of course up on my site and you can check that out, but that, that will be basically helping people sort of learn how they connect with, with their animals. And, and by the way, that's included of course, because of what I do, that's included with those, those, those that they say have gone to the, I guess over the rainbow, I guess that's the big thing with the, uh, with, 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 with the animals that they say. So in any case, but uh, that's, that's the whole month of sort of like February things that, that are sort of like coming up. So uh, you can check all this stuff out, of course, on my webpage and be sure to make sure that you, you in the meantime, that you think about you know, celebrating Valentine's Day. And again, it's all about love. So it doesn't have to be interpersonal love. It could be about any kind of love that you would feel connected to. I'm always interested in, in the stories that, that I hear from my work um, and how, uh, how the, the element of love comes so importantly in, in, in connections in our lives. And if we kind of like listen to them and, and really like tune in and know that we are being guided by our loved ones all the time. And, and if we learn to listen to them, um, we'll always be really amazed at the, the little things, which I believe are the big things and how they sort of like let us know about it. So I'm gonna share a story that happened to me um, about, a, it was made about a year, year and a half ago. It was about a young lady, she came to a sitting of mine and she, there was actually, there was a, it was a sitting that was like, there were three or, think of three or four other people. There might, might've been, might've been a few more of that ones. And um, the thing that was really, really interesting was that um, her, her dad had come through and, uh, and when he came through, he kept emphasizing to her about, you know, her, her brothers. And, you know, she, because she was an only child. She had always been an only child. She never had siblings. And she didn't understand why her father was insisting about these brothers that she had in her life. So in her frustration and upset, because again, that's what her father kept insisting through the entire session was that, you know, she decided to go home and, and ask her mom about that because she didn't understand why her father was talking about this when she had no idea, no clue that she had any siblings in her family. So she goes home and um, I think through a lot of a lot of persuasions and confronting her mother uh, several times, if, if I remember correctly, uh, about why would her dad talk about these brothers that she never knew that she sort of had. Finally, I think after you know a few days, her mom actually broke down and said, yeah, you, you do have two brothers. And so she proceeded to tell the story about, well, do you remember when you were 11 years old that you wanted this bike and you wanted that? And, you know, and your dad and I didn't have a lot of money. And so you didn't get the bike. But part of the reason we didn't have a lot of money is that your father was married prior to us. And when he was married prior to us, yes, he did in fact have two sons. So be, being the good dad that he was, of course, he was paying alimony to his previous wife and his previous children from his, from his, from his first marriage. So I think that this was a bit of a shock for her and she didn't understand why they had chose to do it, but they apparently both had chose to keep the secret from her. And uh, I'm, this is, I, I assure you, is not the first time that I've heard the secret, but I'm sure it will not be the last time I heard the secret. So what, what proceeded to happen after that was this. Um, I wanna say it might've been a year or a year and a half later, somewhere in the period of time, um, she made the decision. Her mom had, did, did have contact with this, um, you know, with, her, with her husband's ex-wife for no other reason because of the, the alimony that he had to pay. So she, her daughter really wanted to meet her brothers. Of course, she had always wanted to have siblings. And here she had the opportunity of meeting these two brothers. So she did, did and her, 
mom made that whole arrangement and it was really kind of a, a you know a change for her in her life uh, not only did she have two brothers but she had two brothers that were married that had children so she was an aunt and, and it really it really brought her whole life because she was an only child for, for very long and I think both the parents of um, you know, didn't have any siblings. So she was really, you know, at this point, an only child with her and her mom. Uh, so we moved fast forward. And what happened from that was about a year and a half down the road, her mom got sick. And uh, not long after that, her mom died. And had she not had this family, she would have been completely alone. So it was almost like her dad knew that her mom was going to join her. And so he insisted in this session that she denied uh, for the whole 15, 20 minutes that we had it, that she had siblings, they became her life force after her mom died. And, and, and by the way, this, these stories, I call them stories, but they're actually real life situations. They happen all the time. And I'm always constantly amazed at the little things, which again are the big things that our loved ones do to help us through these circumstances. So, you know, if, if you're given a message and, or you feel something or if something doesn't feel right um, within the family, then, then check it out because you, you, you kind of like, sort of like, no. Now, it's, it's always kind of weird because she in some ways felt like she wasn't supposed to be an only child, but she had really nothing to kind of go back on it. And like I said, both her parents were, were very strong about her never knowing about it, but as you well know, at some point, um, not always comes out in the wash, but sometimes it does come out in the wash. So in this particular case, um, she went from having just her mom to an entire full-length family of brothers with, with children and became an aunt. And, and, um, and, and of course, this is several years ago. So she is, of course, since now herself married and, and she's got a whole um, a litany of family with, with her husband and, and their family and, and now her, her blood family with her brothers. So that was several years ago that I had that session with her, but it made me think about it when we were, I was thinking about Valentine's Day and I was thinking about love and I was thinking about how it's, it's all we have to do sometimes is just, you know, open up our hearts and reach out and, and be, you'd be really surprised what does come our way. And there are no accidents. And I really do believe very, very seriously that certain people come in our lives for certain times and, and they may only be there for that time and maybe not be there for another time. So if this is happening to you and in, in the month of February or in come up with this sort of year, um, take it in, take it close to heart because there's no question that this is happening. And as you know, I wrote the book, Everything Happens for a Reason, for a reason. And um, sometimes we do not know the reason until later on. So uh, I would say take that due to your heart, guys, and um, we'll get going on here with a few other, other questions. So one of the first questions I got, and, and by, the way, by the way, I got asked this one the last time from somebody else. So um, I'm going to attempt to answer it this time. And the question is very direct and it's to the point, do we reincarnate? Well, let's put it this way. The, we have humans have been around for quite a long time, um, many, many centuries. And I, I'm always, I always love the, the questions when the little ones say to us, I remember when I was the mommy and, and that, by the way, it happens a lot more frequently than you might think. So we've had a lot of time or a lot of different centuries to obviously to come back, reincarnate and, and continue to learn and grow because basically that's the process of the soul. The soul is here to learn and grow and expand in the soul consciousness. And what we do is the soul is basically, the soul is a continued process. But 
the, the, with the what we call the personality, the personality, let's just say, of whoever you are now. Um, when you leave this body, when you actually physically leave this body, that personality will never be again. However, the soul will continue. And so we have what I call a bank, a soul bank, and we have kind of a personality bank. So let's just say that you came in with a lifetime um, where you were an extremely creative person or you're a musician or you were an artist or something of that form. That those those memories or of what you had learned during that time will go into a bank. It will go into a, what we call a soul bank. And if you come into another lifetime and you need to have those memories, you have access to them. So nothing is ever forgotten because everything is ongoing. So if you keep thinking about it, is that the, there's a soul bank of what your soul has learned. And then there's the personality bank, although the personality does not exist anymore, but whatever the personality learned will go into another bank and you pull from it when you need it. So essentially what the soul is really learning is love, forgiveness, discipline, patience. And we, we through several lifetimes, and I'm sure some of you will understand. I'm sure some of you will say like, yeah, I am working on patience this lifetime. Yeah, I am working on forgiveness. And um, so you, will, you may come back and you might come back, by the way, with some of the same earth family, or you may come back with whole different kinds of family. You know, not all our families are our earth uh, or, our, or, our, or our, our physical family uh, that, you know, that, we, that we grew up with. And I'm sure you've pl met plenty of people in your life that really have no connection to their, to their birth family. So th those people will tend to do one of two different things. They'll marry somebody to be into their family, or they create their own family through friends uh, of sort of that sort. And, and, if, and I've, I've learned along the way so much with my work is that very often I'll pick up um, a, a woman and I think it's, it's this person's sister and it's really not a sister, it's a best friend, but they are like a sister's because sometimes best friends for women and for men uh, are very often, they kind of really fit that, that niche, especially if they didn't grow up with one or especially if they didn't have obviously very, very good memories of it. So um, I just recently had a session with two sisters and uh, they were extremely, extremely connected. And there was always a, a, a displacement with, with their brother. And interesting enough, there was a displacement with their mother's brother. So there was kind of like a theme that had gone down throughout the family of a disconnect. And I think that the, the mother's importance of having them be connected with sisters was so important because there had been this disconnect with her father and with his side of that family and, and the siblings and stuff. So I, it was really important for her to make sure that her daughters had that strong connection because her brother was also disconnected. They hadn't seen each other in sort of several years. So these patterns, they do sometimes go within the families. So the, the, the question that she wanted to ask, do we reincarnate? Absolutely we do. And uh, we have a lot of different shots at getting it right, as they say. And part of that happens to come with um, the territory of who you choose for your parents, which is a whole litany of things in life, because uh, we do choose our parents. So we choose, by choosing them, we choose a whole lot of circumstances already prior to the fact that, of coming in. Then of course, the day we're born, if you believe astrology, which I'm a very firm believer of astrology and numerology and all of the metaphysical sciences, um, that 
that's a whole that need, by the way, that that cannot change from the moment that you're born. So that sets up a whole other barometer of how you can learn to tune in, you know, to your likes, dislikes, um, lessons, learnings, uh, things of your souls, all of those things that, that are extremely important to our, our life's lessons. So to answer your question, Francine, yes, we absolutely do uh, reincarnate. And thank God we do because we have a lot of chances of getting it right for a whole lot of different times. So we're gonna go on to our next question. This is a question from Debbie. Um, her brother had a, a very, very bad physical illness. And, um, and I believe he couldn't walk from, from a very, very young age. Um, and uh, there was something wrong with his spine. And I'm not sure, I can't remember the, exactly the name of the, of, the, of the illness, but she just basically said her, her brother had this extremely long, long deal without being able to walk. Um, I think some of it was a brain injury that had happened for him when he was extremely young age. So anyway, so she was asking the question because her brother has since passed and she wanted to know if that illness travels with him. And I answered the question is absolutely not. That's a physical illness. It leaves the body when the body leaves this plane. So what I always like to say to people, and that's by the way, that happens to be true of physical illnesses, even mental illnesses. Those are very often, they are connected to the physicality of the body while we are here. And when you leave the body, you will leave those illnesses. So I, and this comes up an awful lot of my sessions where um, I, the person will come through and say like, I want you to remember me before I got sick. I want you to remember me before I couldn't do all of those things uh, that would happen at the end. It seems to be a theme that's extremely important, by the way, to people that have made their transitions. And they really, that's one of the things that they put forth very much. They want you to know um, that they're not only free of that illness, but if they couldn't walk, they can now walk. If they couldn't um, use their mind the way they wanted to use their mind, or if they were very crippled, you know, people that sometimes are very crippled with arthritis or things of that, of that sort, they now can sort of do that. And that becomes a very, very big deal for them. So it's almost like they want you to go back to the memory of what was before. So if somebody you know is, has gone through some kind of a physical illness, whatever it is, throughout their life or at the end of their life, um, I want you to know that that is gone once we make our transition. Uh, and that is one of the beautiful things of, you know, when we do leave our body, we are free of all of that. And, um, and, and this is something that, that we, we need to hear from our loved ones. And so that's one of the reasons it seems to be a very, very big theme from all of the people that I make the connection with. So keep that in mind. If, you, if somebody has gone through a very long-term illness, cancer at the end of their life or any kind of a, in this particular case, like I said, it, was a, it had been some kind of a brain injury from her, young, her brother from a very young age. Um, and it really, really affected apparently his walking and not being able to walk really well. I almost had to walk, I think with a walker most of his life. And um, so she wanted to know if he was able to run now. And um, we were able to happily share that with her. Yes, um, Roberto is now able not only to run again, but he's free in a way that he never was able to be free when he was in his body. And um, a lot of people, I want to say that that is also an added factor, by the way, with people that have gone through intense uh, mental illnesses as well. And, and being in that mental illness, they were what I call couldn't get off the treadmill, couldn't move on in their lives, and were many suicidal, and many of them took their own lives in that process. So they're not at that place. 
And um, that's kind of one of the good things about when we leave our body. It's very hard for us here um, that are still living. But the good news is that those people that we love, they're no longer in that discord or that pain. Um, they moved on. They are free. And I totally really believe that loving somebody is being able to give them that license and that allowance. So this is a good, good one. And this is kind of like right up the theme of February. Um, this woman, she just recently lost her dog of 17 years, Beth, her name is. And she wanted to know if she's gonna see her beautiful baby again. Um, his name is Bear. And so I wanna assure her um, that not only are you going to see Bear again, but I assure you that Bear has been around you and has tried to let you know that he is there um, as best as he can. Now. Obviously, animals don't live as long as humans, and so those of us that are our animal people, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna probably go through the experience of a physical loss of of of, of your babies, your four-legged babies, um, and it's 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 very very hard. And don't let anybody ever kid you um, that it is is love is love, and you can't tell me that it's 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 less significant than a, of of a human that we might love in our life. Um, I I'll never forget the story when Max passed. And I had him in, 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 in the city when he left, when he passed. At that time, they don't have it anymore, but there was a crematorium on, um, on the Upper West Side, I believe it was, in Manhattan. And you could actually go there with your, with your, with your, with your four-legged baby. And uh, you could go into the crematorium, take him in there, and then come out back with him. You know, they put him in a little pouch. Now, that doesn't exist anymore. But I, I have to tell you, um, it was, for me, it was quite special because when he left me, um, he, I, I didn't have to leave his side, even though, you know, he was, uh, he was obviously his soul was physically out, his little soul was out of that body. But when I got to the crematorium, there was another woman there who had just lost her cat. And uh, I remember, you know, her being extremely in tears and she shared about how she lost her cat. And then she said that uh, it was the same day she lost her job. And I looked and I said, like, well, how did that happen? And she said, well, because I had to take the, the day off to bury my cat. And my, my boss said, if I did, he'd fire me. And he did. I, I never forgot that story. It was, can you imagine the, this, this being that you love that's been your life and your family uh, for 17 years? Uh, I, I think her kitty was also, had been around 16, 17 years. And um, you, you, have to, you, you, know, you have to take care of the, you know, the body and um, th that we love, and even though the soul is going on. And I, I never forgot that story. And, and I, I, I thought like, wow, what kind of a human being is it? Clearly, clearly didn't have any senses of animals. And I'm sure many of you animal people know this out here, uh, but just in case you didn't, you know, the Pope has, has acknowledged animals as having souls. And um, he holds quite a lot of clout in that area. So uh, I just, you know, kind of wanted to do an FI, I on that one. And for some of you people who don't know this, uh, by the way, there are many cemeteries that will not allow animals to be with the humans. And I can assure you that there are many humans that have snuck in there at night and buried them with the humans <laughs> so that they could be together. Um, I hear these sort of these stories all, all the time. There's an organization for anybody that is a, is a huge, huge animal person. It's called Best Friends. It's out in, in, in Kanab, uh, Utah. 
and it's it literally is best friends. Um, there was a group of people from from Los Angeles who got together. I want I had to say it must have been 25, 30 years ago, and they were looking for a place that they could go to have some kind of a sanctuary for animals to live. And they started this best friends thing. They started it from scratch. I mean, they begged, borrowed, and still took money on the streets. And this is a major, major organization. And is now people can go there and they can stay there and help take care of the animals. They don't they don't kill any of the animals. And uh, people they, they go up there with their with their caravans and their vans and their places to stay and and join into the animals. So um, if anybody and, and by the way, so besides the fact it's a huge organization to give money for them. Um, the guy that did the, the, the original one up, Price is Right, he, um, he was a big, big, big giver um, of, of, of funding. So you might want to check it out. It's, you can go online, it's called Best Friends. And uh, so anybody that's sort of out there, we are happen to be like in the animal time of um, 2021 when we do our February and animal thing. But I wanted to share that story about, yes, um, they do go on and we will fill them around us. And uh, that's one of the things that's always been very important for me for all my sessions is to bring those loved ones um, back to us. So that's it, kids. So have a happy February. Lots of love to everybody. Tune in. Always go to my webpage, www.suzannenorthrup.com. You can always see what's going on there. You know, my small groups, my privates, my webinars. And uh, there's always something new every day. And of course, you know, my membership society, Dead People Society. There's a lot that's going on there. We, we've made the... Uh, the membership very very agreeable to anybody. You can you can get it for at least amount of month to for more a month and be and be a participant at all different kind of levels. And you will see videos you will probably have never seen because I got some of them on there that are 25 years old as well as some podcast and and I do the meditations monthly to on those as well as well as the podcast. Which of course you get this from my from my website. So take care. Be well. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy St. Valentine's Day to everybody. Um, and we are officially into the second month of 2021. Please take care.